Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello. Good afternoon, everybody. We have got the latest Russell Brand news. Plus, allegations have come in against Tim Ballard, Sound of Freedom. An allegation against Paul Hutchinson, Sound of Freedom executive producer. So this just gets crazier all over the world. Many of you have been joining us. We've been doing daily live streams on this, sometimes twice a day. Huge thank you for all the love and support that's coming in. I'm pushing the channel almost to 800,000 subs. So if you've not subbed yet, Help us tip over. We're just a few hundred away. All right. So the news stories coming out about Russell Brand are pretty much nonstop. And we've got one here that's come out in the last hour. This is from the mail. Russell Brand, beep, allegations show, quote, terrible behavior towards women, which has been historically tolerated in TV industry, Channel 4 boss says, as team behind dispatches, Doc, received new complaints about the star. So from talking yesterday, yeah, thank you for the greetings for Ziggy. Yeah, I've been b bouncing him and burping him and feeding him all morning. <laughs> it's uh, cutest as when he looks right in your eyes. So... We've got all of these media entities now. As usual, when any kind of scandal comes out, they pretend to clean their act up, point the finger at each other. Channel 4 pointing at the BBC, BBC pointing at Channel 4. And then you get the son and other entities in the mix. So Channel 4 Chief Exec Alex McMahon has said the Russell Brand allegations show that Terrible behavior towards women has been historically tolerated in the industry. Good grief. I mean, these are the same media entities that were behind, well, BBC at least was behind Savile. I can't remember who did Benny Hill. But if you ever watched Benny Hill, it, it was just like a pervy old man chasing women in fishnet stockings and suspenders and trying to pinch their bums. I mean, this was primetime TV when I was growing up. So things have come a hell of a long way. So Mr. Mahon addressed the claims against Brand. No, Miss Mann. Alex Mann is a woman. As she opened the Royal Television Society's Cambridge Convention on Wednesday. With Brand being accused of beep, beep, and beep. And Miss Mann said... The allegations made against Russell Brand are horrendous. And as a CEO of Channel 4, and as a woman in our industry, I found the behaviours described in dispatches in the Sunday Times and the Times article disgusting and saddening. As did we all. Anyone who didn't would have to be an animale. 
the allegations, of course, need to be followed up further, and we and the BBC and Banjay are busy investigating. And that's what we are calling for, is the allegations to be investigated by the cops, not media entities, for them to be gone over with the full scrutiny of the legal system, and both sides have their third day in court. We're also still waiting for a response from Russell Brand's lawyer. Nothing has come out yet. But I was watching Megan Kelly on GB News earlier, and she said she's unsubscribing from Russell Brand. And I went and looked on Social Blade to see how many subscribers he's gained or lost since all this broke out. And he's gained considerably more than he usually does on average. There was 10,000 the next day after Channel 4. There was 10,000 the next day. And then a day ago, he gained 20,000. And he's only been gaining that on average per month. So if the internet is democracy, if people can vote by subscribing or unsubscribing to Russell Brand, it looks like globally more people are following him than are unfollowing him. So that tells us a little something right now. All right, so this Channel 4 woman said her channel had invited anyone that knew about such behavior to come to them directly as well as noting that they had set up a process for people to contact the broadcaster anonymously if they needed to. Quote, They are not empty words or gestures from all of us. They are what is meant by our duty of care. We will seek to find out who knew, who was told what, and what was or wasn't referred up. But what is clear to me is that terrible behavior towards women was historically tolerated in our industry. Now, that is an understatement, Channel 4 bigwig. Russell Brand's misogynistic, deplorable, disgusting behavior was rewarded by Channel 4. You monetized it. You got ad revenue. You increased your business relationships and viewerships off the back of it. That historically tolerated is minimalist at the very best. Understatement. So let me continue with what she's saying here. She is saying that. And the clips as well provide a rather very shocking jolt when one realizes what appeared on her not that long ago, by your very own channel included. She said the behavior was less prevalent now, which is good. We are all in agreement. We want the utmost respect for women and children, in particular in society. But recognize it was still a problem and something broadcasters must all confront. There is still more change that needs to come, and Channel 4, along with others, are at the forefront of that change. Yeah, until the next scandal. Of course, Russell has denied the allegations and nothing has been forthcoming from him now in four or five days. If this was a mission to shut him up, he has shut up. I looked on his YouTube, looked on his Rumble, looked on his Twitter, and he absolutely has not posted since Friday anywhere, unless you viewers have seen anything on any of his other socials. 
um, that you can tell me about. He has been completely quiet. And imagine his legal team are advising him to keep his mouth bloody well shut. All right, so broadcasters have claimed they have received new complaints about brand. And we did a live stream last night. It was an hour long with Andrew Gold. Got a lot of responses, a lot of comments. There's a lot of controversy out there, though, because this subject is so divisive. It seems that many people are calling anyone who supports Russell or even just wants a fair trial. They're saying that those people are going against the accusers, which is wrong. I think we just need this to evolve in the manner of the courts as opposed to just assuming what the accusers say is correct without it going over the scrutiny of the courts. We're not doubting the accusers. We're not looking down on the accusers. If the allegations are found to be correct in a court, then my viewpoint of this whole situation will change. But we are yet to get to that. That's all we're saying here. We're trying to analyze this situation from all angles, which is what we do on this channel. And I have reached out. Many people have recommended that urged me to get Matthew Steeples on to talk about this. I have reached out to him. If you send him a message on Twitter asking him to come on my channel, he might respond more to that because he does respond to viewer demands. And I have suggested he come on tomorrow, Thursday evening, because we've got four, um, a four-hour show tonight, but the first two hours are roundtable panels on the Russell Brand situation. I think we've got about a dozen different guests coming on over the two-hour period. So we're going to hear a lot of different opinions tonight. And we're not all trying to keep it one side in on this channel, as usual. We explore different sides, but when we do one side, the other side always throws the arms up. Anyway. Alistair Jackson, Investigations Editor of Dispatches, said, We put our contacts at the end of the program at the end of the film, and our team has spent most of the time since reaching out to people who got in contact. Andrew Gold estimated now that there are 10 allegations on the live we did last night. Mr. Jackson told the BBC's newscast the claims included serious allegations and his team were advising the women to speak to the police if they so wished. As far as I am aware, we have had one report from the police where they said they've received one allegation. I'm not sure unless anyone in the chat wants to correct me that maybe more allegations have being made to the London Met Police. So all of these new allegations have not yet been investigated or proven with the dispatches team saying it would rigorously check them. And a Channel 4 source also said, quote, it is imperative that we respect the bravery and privacy of anyone who comes forward with more information about inappropriate or offensive behavior. We must also ensure we do not share any information which might potentially prejudice any future investigation or process, so it wouldn't be appropriate at this moment in time to provide details about information which has been shared with us. So, they're claiming to have spent four years 
investigating him to come up with these other allegations from these accusers, the original four accusers. So it's probably going to take a long time for them to rigorously go over the new claims. We've got lots of financial consequences have arisen for Russell. We're going to get to that. Um, on Tuesday, Paramount took his showdown. His recent stand-up special, Russell Brand Rebirth, remains available on Netflix. This was in the last hour. Netflix has not commented. Paramount's move came after YouTube suspended the ads on the monetization of his channel. And his book publisher and agent dropped him and charities have dropped him. He did a tour on the night of the dispatches, a tour date, but that's not going to be continuing the tour. He That's been pulled. And he's not just being probed by the London Met Police. He's also being probed by the Charity Commission. His back catalogue of comedy shows has been wiped off from Channel 4's streaming service and from iPlayer. After BBC Director General Tim Davey called them completely unacceptable, with the BBC declaring that... Russell's material falls below public expectations. I'm kind of curious as to how, if this country is a democracy and we've got freedom of speech and we can decide what we want to watch and what we don't want to watch without being babysat by these media bigwigs. This does not sound very fair to me at all. Tim Davey pledged a full review of Russell's time at the corporation from 2006 to 2008, including Russell's alleged use of a BBC chauffeur to collect a 16-year-old schoolgirl from lessons for beep. Obviously, that's disgusting and immoral, reprehensible. But does it cross over into criminality? That is the big question. All right, so the BBC, where Russell was a host on Radio 2 and a guest on other channels, said the, quote, limited content featuring Russell Brand on iPlayer and BBC Sounds has been removed, having assessed that it now falls below public expectations. Have they scrubbed their back catalogues of Schofield and Hugh Edwards and any others that have had... Allegations, I wonder, is the same being applied here to Russell Brand as they apply to their own? Oh, I forgot, Russell is not in the club. So maybe he's going to get punished much harsher. Channel 4, where Brand burnished his name in the mainstream media fronting a Big Brother spin-off show in the 2000s, also erased his shows, including a Celebrity Bake Off episode from Extreving Service. While we look into this matter, that's what they said. And then his book publisher, Bluebird. Imagine there's a mad rush to buy his book right now because of all of this. Just like we've seen a mad rush of people to subscribe to his channel because of all this. 
Bluebird, an imprint of Pan Macmillan, paused all future publishing with him, while Comic Relief, where he took part in its BBC telephones, said, quote, it would not be appropriate for us to work with Russell Brand. The Charity Commission is examining his role at his addiction foundation, the Stay Free Foundation, following the revelations. All right, so among these latest accusers, a woman has alleged that Russell taunted her about her looks and sang about the Soham killer, Ian Huntley, during Beep. Lisa told the Times, that's a fake name, of London, she was invited to the comedian's house in 2008 when she was in her early 20s with a female friend of hers for a threesome. And because the two women's real names sounded vaguely similar to du-du-du-du-du, I'm not going to give any information away like that. Russell started making vile jokes about the 10-year-old girls who were murdered by Huntley in 2002, allegedly. Another woman who spoke to the Times said she told Russell no when he asked her back to his house about 15 years ago and was shocked when his driver took them there anyway. I mean, that's strange, isn't it? If you're in a vehicle, you're not in a house, and if someone takes you to a house against your will, as soon as you get out of the car, you would surely just walk away. Thought to be one of his main revenue generation streams with 6.6 million subscribers and growing every day since this dispatches. They were, it was allowing him to earn an estimated 1.2 million a year from the advert shown whenever someone watches one of his shows. And if people want to check that, I mean, they gave you quite a range, but you can go on Social Blade, search Russell Brand, and it shows how his subscribers have been going up ever since Dispatches. And it shows his video history, subscriber history. And you would expect if a channel's stop posting videos, like Russell stopped posting videos on Friday, you would expect that channel subscribers growth to slow down when the opposite has happened in the face of all these mainstream media pundits who believe they are holier than thou speaking as if they have the divine lips of god and they cannot be questioned saying over and over two things that it's it sounds like it's coming from a script over and over and over again they're saying that he is a conspiracy theory crank. And over and over and over again, they're saying people who are pointing out that there could be a bigger agenda to take him off mainstream platforms are also conspiracy theorist cranks. It seems like they're hitting this every single day, every single platform multiple pundits and wasn't that something that came from the guy with the mustache in germany and his pr guy rhymes with gerbils 
he said that if you, the minister of propaganda, he said that if you repeat something enough, the masses will believe it. He's less likely to be, let's have a look. All right, we're looking at his uh, demonetization right now. Sarah McCorkadale of social media analysis agency CORQ estimated he is most likely making $2,400 to $4,400 per video. I think she's just talking up ad rev because if Russell doesn't lose all of his sponsors with his mega views, he could put sponsored ads on his videos and circumvent YouTube's demonetization by getting those sponsors to pay him directly. And if he's making 2000 to 5000 per video of ad revenue, he can easily, easily, if he's getting millions of views like he does consistently, he could easily get companies to pay him directly to do sponsored ads. All right. He may still be earning cash from merchandising and sponsorships, and he is likely to be still earning fees from Rumble, a more right-wing version of YouTube. This is from the mail. Let's, why can't we call it a more, less censored version of YouTube? Where his almost daily posts have a potential of earning up to $99,000 each. But since the dispatches, followed by this other allegation, the mail is saying that Russell's profile has gone into freefall. You know, if someone's profile had gone into freefall, if the world just knee-jerk believed the allegations against him, his social media followings would be wiped out. He's only gone reputationally into freefall on platforms like the one I'm reading from and the rest of the crew. And look at the percent of media, the ownership stats, the fraction of people who own these dinosaur media companies. So he is strenuously denying the claims. And here we go again. I predicted it. He's calling the claims against him a wild conspiracy by the mainstream media. And he's added that all of his relationships during his time of promiscuity were fully consensual. All right. So that's the last news story that came out in the last hour. And the, the story's coming out every hour. But one I found interesting was Russell Brand's friends defend him in the wake of shocking allegations and insist his wife Laura will stand by him. Quote, he is vulgar and he is offensive, but he is not a monster. So his wife is pregnant. It's imperative that pregnant women are relaxed and not traumatized during whatever semester she's in. And this has got to really have rocked her boat. So my heart particularly goes out to her. She's not been accused of anything. She's not lived a debaucherous lifestyle where she was getting paid to crack misogynistic jokes. She's completely innocent in this and the poor kids as well. They must be feeling the energy coming down from the parents, the stress. 
All right, so his close friends and confidantes are rallying to defend him in the wake of the allegations, insisting that he's crude, arrogant, and offensive, but not a monster. Sources close to Russell are saying people are coming forward to voice their shock over the claims while revealing the brutal toll that the scandal has taken on his wife, Laura. This is so sad. Everyone is shocked right now. Russell has been a driving force in so many people's recovery over the years, and he has helped thousands of people get clean by sharing his powerful story. That was from a woman who went through recovery with him, but wished to remain anonymous, who was speaking to the Daily Mail. He is constantly being of service and is very engaged in his recovery. He works with a team of new addicts to help them get sober as well. And he has done a tremendous amount of good work with addicts and campaigning for changes in government policy like we are always calling for our end to the war on drugs and mass incarceration. Get the mentally ill and low-level drug users out of the prisons and get them counseled by health teams because all they're doing in the prisons is illegal substances brought in by the staff members. How on earth is that helping society? Russell has always been on the exact same page as us when it comes to that issue. All right, so he's constantly being of service and is very engaged in his recovery. He works with a team of new addicts to help them get sober as well. A separate source who met Russell during his rise to fame claimed he has never crossed the line. I have seen Russell in intimate settings as well as huge red carpet celebrity events. He is always himself and while he is very flirty because this is his nature, I have not witnessed him crossing the line. Well, we've all witnessed him in videos trying to force kisses on women, being touchy-feely, which is crossing a line into illegality. Some of those women look shocked. Some of those women look as if they were glad to play along with it because of his status as a comedian, and it was hijinks, etc. But you can't just run up to a woman and try and full-on kiss her or touch her inappropriately. That is breaking the law. But again, it doesn't cross over into the full-on R word. It is a form of physical harassment, but and it definitely, you know, he's got to look back on all this stuff now and, and regret, regret sowing the seeds of his own destruction in the techniques he used to become successful. That's what he's done. Russell is vulgar, he is crude, he has built a persona on being a playboy, he has slept with countless women, he will tell you this. This is a quote from someone who knows him and has seen him in settings. He's also offensive and he is arrogant, but he never came across as a monster to me. He is, in fact, very good to those who he cares about. He has friends who will stand up in courts about his character if he needs them. Many of you know he was dubbed Shagger of the Year. In, and he married um, in 2017, six years after he split from Katy Perry, who just got offered, just broke. Katy Perry just got a deal for almost 200 million for music. I think that was today's today. So 
six years after he split from his first wife, Katy Perry, and they have daughters, and they are waiting the birth of their third child. Of course, his wife, Laura, is struggling with the emotional toll of the allegations. According to Russell's sober friend, who claimed Russell has always been transparent with his wife. Laura is a wreck right now. She's pregnant which is making this even more crushing for her because of the emotional toll pregnancy itself takes on a woman. And this is who I feel presently the saddest for is his wife. She believes that Russell is a great father and husband and they have been through so much. Russell has always been transparent with her. Yeah. So the allegations have sent shockwaves across the entertainment industry forced the BBC and Channel 4 to launch urgent probes. Yeah, again, these probes are PR stunts. They're about as effective as the CIA investigating itself for bringing in the white stuff to Mena, Arkansas through Barry Seal. Laura is yet to break her silence, but she appears to have deleted her Instagram account. Oh, my goodness. After the news of the behavior surfaced, another source revealed to the mail that Laura would always have his back. Quote, what Russell did was firmly in the past, way before he and Laura met. Of course, it isn't easy, but they are determined to get through this. Sky Sports star Kirsty appeared to support her brother-in-law, sharing his YouTube video denial, which was posted on Friday night, hours before the allegations were made public. But she later deleted her Instagram story, which was posted with a large, large red love heart. Speaking on his channel, um, many of you saw the video where he described receiving those two extremely disturbing letters. And I remember when I started reporting on Julian Assange, when that the allegations first arose against Julian Assange and the emails I'm getting now are just the same as the emails from when I started reporting on Julian Assange. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And um, this channel, we specialize in interviewing survivors of these monsters. We've done a four-hour documentary on Jimmy Savile going way more than Netflix did. And if anyone who has the full scrutiny of all of the evidence presented in court, judgment is made against them and they are found guilty of 
anything of this nature. We are the first people, some of the first people to report it. But I see parallels with Assange here, irrespective of well whether Russell is guilty or not. It seems like this situation has been co-opted to shut him the hell up. All right, so the BBC, Channel 4, and production firm Banerjee have launched investigations into his behavior. YouTube, like I said, they've demonetized him. And the remaining dates for his bipolarization tour have been postponed. We went over in detail when he was brand was sacked from BBC Two Radio after leaving with Jonathan Ross a series of lewd messages for Andrew Sachs about his granddaughter. And that was totally inappropriate as well. But it, it was actually Jonathan Ross who said he's beeped your granddaughter. Got the ball rolling on on that. Um in December 2022, he thanked his friends and family on Instagram for his sobriety. I'm 20 years clean and sober today. It's December the 13th. So firstly, I wanted to express my gratitude. All the people who have helped me to remain clean and sober, he said in a video message. He stated that he believed achieving and maintaining sobriety is never done on your own. And that even though it's often seen and celebrated as a personal achievement, it is in essence a community and spiritual achievement. He showed his followers that if someone is dealing with an addiction, it's possible to change things. There is a way back to dignity. There is a way back to behaving responsibly and caringly. Those things are all possible, which is a hell of a good thing to do, especially when illegal substances get stronger every year. I mean, we interviewed a psychiatrist out of Canada, and he said he wished he could go back to the good old days of the brown stuff that people injected because of the new stuff that begins with an F causing so many deaths in his jurisdiction. All right, there's tons of Russell Brand news, but what I'm going to do is take a detour right now. We'll, we'll come back to Russell Brand news, but I want to make sure that I cover the sound of freedom news. So we've got, in the last few days, now we've got allegations against Tim Ballard, and we've got allegations against Sound of Freedom executive producer Paul Hutchinson, accused of fondling those parts of the anatomy during Mexican sting operation. And these allegations come days after the film's hero, Tim Ballard, denied beep misconduct claims. What the hell is going on here? So Paul Hutchinson who was among the earliest investors in the film, is said to have beeped a young girl's glands during a 2016 undercover operation in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Hutchinson runs his own charity, the Child Liberation Foundation, and is the co-founder of Bridge Investment Group, which he claims controls $40 billion in funds. According to documents obtained by Vice, I'm very suspicious about Vice. In the beginning, they were getting a lot of views and traction and virality on the back of some great stories. But like all things in life, once they get momentum and once they reach critical mass, 
they get co-opted by the powers that be. According to documents obtained by Vice that were part of an investigation into OUR and Ballard, the producer felt the girls boop while in Mexico on a human transportation sting. Allegedly. It's unclear exactly what led up to it, but Vice claims it was video recorded by OUR. According to Vice, Hutchinson and others believed the girl was underage. He, however, maintains that he thought she was 18 and that he has swore a sworn affidavit from Mexican police stating that she is of age. In a statement to the Mail, OUR said, an Operation Underground Railroad employee flagged the incident involving Mr. Hutchinson to Matt Osborne, who promptly notified the Mexican Federal Police. The Mexican police investigated the incident and did not press charges as the woman was an adult. Mr. Hutchinson has never been employed by OUR in an official capacity and OUR ceased any affiliation with him shortly thereafter. The actions by Mr. Hutchinson do not represent OUR's standard operating procedure and were inappropriate regardless if the woman was an adult or not. Now, both men stand accused of beep misconduct against the women and girls they say they were trying to protect through the organization. How does this happen, allegedly? According to Vice, Hutchinson did not always follow best practices while investigating human transportation. Vice claims he posed sometimes as a beep tourist looking for young girls and asked for them to be mass fresker than adults. Is that mass fresca more, more fresh? Hutchinson insists he did nothing wrong. He and Ballard parted ways several years ago before the film became a Hollywood hit. Ballard has been rebuked by the Church of the Latter-day Saints since the film made headlines. Many now believe it wanted to distance itself from him because of the allegations against him. He has been accused of exploiting seven women and taking advantage of a Mormon elder while working with OUR. He stepped down in light of the allegations before they became public. Hutchinson has not responded to Daily Mail inquiries. All right, so let's let's look at what they're saying then about Ballard, shall we? Because this is just absolutely mind-blowing. It just seems that every time somebody is a force for good, exposing human transportation, exposing the things that Russell is exposing, it just seems that every time they get critical mass, some kind of allegation comes in of a heinous nature. All right. Here's the headline. And then we're going to look at Ballard's response to this as well, because again, we've got a look at the two sides of this. Anti child transportation activists portrayed by Jim Caviezel in Sound of Freedom denies the claims by seven women. Um, Mormon says. Mormon say scandal is breaking his family apart. This is insane. 
Utah-born former CIA agent who founded the non-profit OUR in 2013 is accused by the women of pressurizing them while on missions to rescue kids. Um, he is, of course, saying it's untrue. The website is alleged, Vice News website is alleged he pushed the women into sharing a bed with him or showering together, telling them it was to convince the human transporters that they were married. Sources told Vice News Ballard, who resigned from our in June, sent at least one woman a photo of himself in his underwear covered in fake tattoos. The, the married father of nine allegedly asked another one how far she was willing to go to save children. And then over the weekend, the Mormon church issued a rare rebuke condemning in a statement activity regarded as morally unacceptable, but we're not specifying what they meant. The letter from the Church of Latter-day Saints accused Ballard of using the name of their president, M. Russell Ballard, who is no relation. President Ballard and Tim Ballard, no relation, established a friendship a number of years ago, the statement reads. That friendship was built on a shared interest in looking after God's children, wherever they are and without regard to their circumstance. However, that relationship is in the past. For many months, President Ballard has had no contact with the founder of OUR, the nature of that relationship was always in support of vulnerable kids being abused, transported, and otherwise neglected. Once it became clear Tim Ballard had betrayed their friendship through the unauthorized use of President Ballard's name for Tim Ballard's personal advantage and activity, regarded as morally unacceptable, President Ballard withdrew his association. President Ballard never authorized his name or the name of the church to be used for Tim's personal or financial interests. In addition, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints never endorsed, supported, or represented OUR, Tim Ballard, or any projects associated with them. President Ballard loves children all over the world. It has been his mission and life's work to look after them, care for them, and point them to their Savior. All right, we're going to look at the response to this um, in a minute. Let's see, where's his full, his full rebuttal? So Tim Ballard issues response to church statement. And I've got um, another statement, another bit there. Okay, here we go. I am a faithful member in good standing. So this statement was released through the Spear Fund, a nonprofit aiming to collaborate with various organizations to end human transportation in our time, where Ballard has served as a senior advisor to the organization since leaving OUR earlier this year. I'm a faithful member in good standing in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I believe in Jesus Christ, the Holy Scriptures, and I believe in our faith with my whole heart. That will never change. And then he said... Let's see. He's claimed that bad actors were attempting to destroy, quote, destroy his good name and defame his character. He expressed doubt that the church's statement was authentic, but commented, quote, in any event, nothing will change my core beliefs 
if someone within the church did release this statement, I'm absolutely confident that the right people will step in and ensure that proper due process is followed as the rules of our church dictate. As with all the assault on my character and integrity over many years, the latest tabloid-driven sexual allegations are false. They are baseless inventions designed to destroy me and the movement we have built to end transportation and exploitation of vulnerable kids. During my time at OUR, I designed strict guidelines for myself and our operators in the field. Beep contact was prohibited. And I led by example, given our meticulous attention to this issue, any suggestion of inappropriate beep contact is categorically false. He said last week on the Sean Spicer show, he was considering a 2024 US Senate run in Utah. Wow. Didn't know that. And the, De the Desiree News broke the news in May that the Davis County Attorney's Office had closed an investigation of R and would not pursue any potential charges related to the organization. The end of the investigation dated March 28, 2023, in a document marked roughly two and a half years since Davis County Attorney Troy Rawlings first publicly confirmed he was looking into the Utah-based nonprofit. And Tim Ballard told the Desiree News in May the investigation harmed OUR's reputation. The Davis County investigation into our organization lasted nearly three years and unfortunately was made public when it never should have been. Sound familiar? He said that OUR's reputation was dragged through the mud. Wow. All right, so I'm going to ask you viewers then. We're seeing just person after person fall to these kind of allegations. Put a one in the chat if you think these allegations against Tim Ballard have just come at a time when he's exposing the human transporters and it's a reputational campaign. Put a two in the chat if you think there is merit to the allegations against Tim Ballard. And I will read some of them out. Kaz the Birds first with a number one. All number ones right now. I mean, how many times are they going to be able to use this strategy against people before they've got to change it up again? Because how many times did they use the strategy of the lone gunman? We've got one, two. We've got one, two. Let's see. Peggy Crotches. Let's give us a two. We've got a no comment, but we've got 99% ones right now. Oh, we've got a two from LP. And, you know, this channel isn't about us all singing off the same hymn sheet. We like to analyze the many sides of every story. But it looks like public opinion, canvassing it here, is in the favor of Tim Ballard presently. All right, so that's the Ballard news. Let me just go give you the latest. We started out with the Russell Brand news. Let me go to what else has come out because there's so much. And we've got the roundtable panels coming on. We're starting out with Unleashed at 5.45. Got the roundtable panels coming on. 
So we're going to have two hours of brand, two, two and a quarter hours of brand commencing at 5.45 tonight. And I'm trying to get Matthew Steeples to come on tomorrow evening. So please send him a tweet and, and tell him you would love to see him on the channel, given his perspective on Russell Brand. All right, so we've got a new one now since I've been on the air. There's the latest one. 30 minutes ago in the mail. Vanessa Feltz says she considered Russell Brand a friend before he made a horrifying joke about her teenage daughter. Feltz admitted this and then it flipped when he said, let's find out. She told this morning, oh my goodness. So like this morning, Philip Schofield et al. Like that entity is the bastion of morality. <laughs> anyway, they're probably glad this gets the heat off Philip. And if you didn't see our interview the other night, we interviewed a media lawyer. It was two nights ago now. And surprisingly, at the end of it, he dropped in that he had been Philip Schofield's lawyer. <laughs> But he did give us some interesting information about what could happen next, especially if there was a criminal prosecution against Russell. All right, so the comedian, she was horrified when the comedian asked her on a TV show if he could have it off with her or her two daughters. This morning played the clip of the moment Russell made the remark during Vanessa's 2006 appearance on his Chat show one Leicester Square. He's seen asking, Can I have it off with either or you or your daughters? Which Vanessa quickly replies, No, you may not. No, I've got two daughters, and no, the answer is no. With Russell pushing back, none of them. Vanessa says, Neither. Will you stop it? No, you can't. So knowing that this guy's specialty was misogynistic, sexist, debaucherous humor, why did you have him on your sofa in the first place this morning? Why were you enabling this behavior and you are now chastising? This morning host Holly told Vanessa after airing the clip, Holly, who knew about Schofield for many years. We know his style of comedy at the time was like this. A lot of people found it very funny, but you visually didn't. Vanessa replied, I really didn't, no. And actually at the time I did call Russell a friend and I'd really admired his broadcasting style. I remember seeing him for the first time when I was on the panel of the E Forum and Big Brother's Big Mouth and thinking, my gosh, the energy, the drama, you know, the use of language. He does have a lovely lexicon. It was very different from anybody else. I'd never really seen anybody present like that. I was thoroughly beguiled by it and him because he's very, very clever, very charming, enormously entertaining and I went to see him do his stand-up that very night. 
I was so intrigued by him. So when I went into that show with him, as I thought, a friend, an admirer, that kind of thing. But when someone starts talking about having beep with your daughter, your children, my daughter was 17 at the time, there has to be some kind of boundaries, some kind of politeness. It's very, very awkward when you're a guest on the person's show and the audience is baying in its approval. It was a bit of a burp pit. I couldn't agree more. If that happened and I was present, I would step up and try and stop someone from saying that kind of a thing. That is despicable, disgusting, abominable, reflects bad character, bad judgment, all those things. Couldn't agree more with what the mother of the girl is saying. But again, it doesn't cross over into the R word. They're just trying to use all these stories to aggravate his reputation to the point where we believe he would do the R word. But looking at his subscribers going up, up every single day, tens of thousands. I know a lot of people think he's guilty, but if his subscribers are going up every day, ten thousands, and that is a barometer of public opinion worldwide. I think that indicates that more people are believing that he didn't full on go into the R word than are believing that he did. Unless anyone else can give me a better barometer, it's just a completely free market where people can subscribe, people can unsubscribe. I think that is the purest barometer because it's millions of people can get on there and express their opinion. All right, continuing the quote, you can't look too much as if you don't approve of it because otherwise it's, why are you there? The general feeling was that he was incredibly funny and you really must laugh. If you don't laugh, then you don't get it. So it's just an awkward moment. And I do feel sorry for the parent in that situation. I completely empathize with what she went through. I was disgusting what he said to her and she should have. Well, let's not say what she should, what I think she should have done because um, it goes against guidelines. All right. Um, so we've given a roundup then on the latest news. If you've just joined us, I'll just give you the bullet points. We've got Atwood Unleashed at 5.45, two and a quarter hours of brand. We've got over a dozen guests. Bam, bam, coming in. Lots of opinions. Hopefully some varied opinions. So what we've seen in the last day or so, more women have come forward with allegations. He's getting labeled a conspiracy peddling crank. And anyone who says that they're trying to shut him up because of his YouTube channel are also getting labeled conspiracy theorists. Uh, he's, he's an accuser revealed the letter she wrote to him after he allegedly beeped her against the wall in his Los Angeles home. Let me see if I've got more on that one. All right, so you completely broke me down was one thing she said. He's saying one thing and I know the demon underneath it. Let me just see if I can find this letter. She claims that she became triggered after seeing him in the closing ceremony of the London Olympics where he performed a Beatles song while wearing a Willy Wonka hat on top of a psychedelic bus. Um... 
So in her letter to Brand, originally meant to be between her and her therapist, she wrote, do you know what you put me through, my body through, my emotions and body are turned upside down. You scared that beep out of me on July 1st. I thought in any situation I would be strong enough to fight someone off, but when it's someone you know, you don't expect to be put in that position, you completely broke me down. I mean, this is the most serious one, isn't it? Because it's alleged that that he did the R word and that she went to a treatment center where she told Russell in a letter, I don't see the fun-loving guy in front of me. I saw a man who couldn't control himself and the word no is more of a challenge than a command. And she told the publication she had decided to break her silence, help improve women's safety because, quote, I'm sick of seeing men get away with this. He's saying one thing and I know the demon underneath it. It just makes me so mad that he has a platform for that, she said. And if this is all true, our hearts do go out to this woman, but it needs to be processed in a court of law and examined thoroughly and cross-examined rather than people jump into conclusions. I mean, let me ask you guys in the chat something. If allegations come in against a person, that are just their allegations, in a situation where it's one person's word against another person's word, should all that person's business interests be shut down immediately? If you think that is correct, put a two in the chat. If you think the person's business interests should only be shut down when the person is convicted, put a one in the chat. I'll be interested to hear what you guys say. So we've got two. The first two is coming from Estelle. Um, we've got some ones coming in. Ones. Do think that the business interests should, should be... Okay, ones, 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 mostly ones, ones, ones. Yep, yep, all right, we're at, we're at like 98% ones. Yep, so I concur. It, it just seems unfair that people can make allegations out of the clear blue. And as monstrous as they are, that someone's entire career that they've built, you know, tried to build up for so long, successfully have built up for so long, just melt that melts down in front of their eyes. Yeah, nearly all ones. All right, so looking more at this then. Um, where are we at? We're looking. All right, the D, she sees the demon underneath it. It makes me mad that he has a platform for that. She said she was in her 30s at the time, exchanged numbers of him at a party before being invited to his house in June 2012 where they went on to have consensual beep. He pleaded her to visit his house again early in the morning of July 1st after sending a text during an earlier saying, bring a friend. She then met up with him again at his house on the morning of July 1st, during which she alleges that the R word against a wall after she told him multiple times to get off. So this is the most serious part of the whole thing. If she did indeed say get off then that does cross over but we've got to get his version of events as well upon arriving at his house she said the door was unlocked and she walked straight in she added he comes running out of the bedroom naked and i'm kind of taken aback i've got a bag on my shoulder a little dress and a coat on top 
And then she alleged that he pushed her against the wall and kissed her. And she she says he then told her that a friend was waiting in the bedroom to join them. She said, I'm like, no, that's not happening. Okay, that's not happening. We're not doing that. And then he beeped her without a condom. And once he had finished, she pushed him away and ran over to the door. She said that he blocked the doorway to stop her from leaving, told her to calm down. He eventually moved out of the way when she asked to go to the bathroom. And then we did analyze the text with the umbrella man. I know I've had loads of requests to get that umbrella guy back on. I've sent him a message. I've not had a response yet. I won't be able to do it until Thursday anyway. But if you are a follower of his and you want to see him back on the channel, because he has to come up with some more revelations, then send him a message, give him some encouragement, as well as giving Matthew Stiebel some encouragement. So the text seen by the Times, reportedly sent by Russell that night, read, I'm sorry, that was crazy and selfish. I hope you can forgive me. I know that you're a lovely person. And he tried calling her at 3.51 a.m. She didn't answer. She didn't reply to the text until 10.59 and told him that he had scared the poop out of her, adding, when a girl says no, it means no. Do I have to go and get myself tested? So, all right, so we know all about that. If you haven't seen what we did with that umbrella guy pertaining to the texts, how there's anomalies, looks like there's been some copy and pasting, and looks like a conversation can have been maybe partially constructed without showing the full extent of the conversation. That's what Andrew Gold pointed out last night. I know many of you were mad at Andrew Gold for some of the things he said last night. But like me, you know, he's just trying to assess the situation by looking at all of the different angles. And the bottom line is no one truly knows what happened in these situations with these accusers, except for Russell Brand and the accused. None of us can possibly know unless anybody was there witnessing it. And yeah, it's making us all so sad because our hearts break for Russell, our hearts break for his wife, our hearts break for the accusers if these things happened. It's just an all-round tragic situation. And all we can do is continue to get people on and assess it and see how our opinions evolve over time. And my opinion is probably going to do a quantum leap tonight because we've got over a dozen people coming on to give their perspectives. So much love and respect wherever you are in the world. Hope to see some of you guys at 5.45 p.m. kickoff. Roundtables from 6 to 8. I think we've got three and a quarter hours on tonight on YouTube. And if, yeah, and then we're going over to locals. We got 500 new people joined locals yesterday. I'll put a link in the description box. Um, please join us on locals. If you want to watch the rest of the Jason Horsley interview, which was titled, Is Russell Brand um, Controlled Opposition? Can we see Ziggy? Oh, Jen, is he asleep? Is he? We'll bring him on tonight if he's awake. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we, don't want to, we don't want to wake him up uh, when he's settled. But if Ziggy is awake tonight, I'll I'll do a bounce and a burp 
I'll show you how I bounce and burp him and uh, in the intro to Unleashed. And thank you, everyone, who has subscribed. If you've not, we are hundreds of subscribers away from 800,000. Please try and help us get to our 800,000 celebration. And we'll, we'll have a little party.